Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. We are joined again by our friend Christopher Tracy. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank you, D. Appreciate you having me. Now, on the last episode, we were talking about Joe Biden and his, what seems to be uh, his inevitable ascendance to the Democratic, well, the top of the Democratic ticket. He's going to be the nominee. Um, I have plenty of thoughts about how I feel about his chances and who he is as a person, but you are the resident historian for the show. And as you kind of touched on last episode, there's like 40 years worth of service for Joe Biden here. Uh, Tell us, what is your opinion on who Joe Biden is and what he's done since he's been in office, his multiple offices? Well, Joe Biden, D, is, you know, a typical career politician who's a hypocrite. And uh, I can explain that to you in a number of ways. I don't know if you want me to, you know, just kind of like start from the top or how you want to do this. Just go with whatever feels natural. Okay, word. I mean, so starting out, you know, the beginning of his political careers in 1972, we were still dealing, you know, with integration and how to do it. And you know what? that one of the ways we covered that topic was through busing and busing in the early seventies was a huge deal. And Biden had initially come out against it, you know, supporting his largely white constituency in Delaware. Now all of a sudden he wants to be the civil rights champion for black people, but he didn't champion it back then when it really mattered. And then I look at him also again with civil rights and with black voters was somebody who, for the other side, was intensely for the drug war. I mean, like, for being a liberal, being a progressive, as he claims to be, and claiming to support black people, he was intensely for the drug war, and that, you know, as you and I both know, wreaked havoc on black communities. And, not to mention, and this is part of his legacy that he's never hit. He's got a fondness for warfare. And part of that is being linked to, you know, his district during his time as a senator in Delaware, there's a really, really big base called Dover. And I'm an Air Force brat for everybody listening. And as you know, D, and I know that base and I've been to it. And it's a very important base for the military as a structure. If we're going to continue to police the world, we need that base. If we're not going to, then that's a base. That'd be one of the first bases, I think, on the chopping block if we're not going to police the world anymore. Because that's what it is. It's a base that facilitates us policing the world because of the type of because of the mission it has and the aircraft that are stationed there, I can go into that on a different time, but I'm not going to. But yeah, so you know, a vote for Biden is also a vote for you know continued intervention, the continued bloated military budget. He's got he's directly linked to that, and he voted for the first Gulf War. So, okay, so Biden has a track record of making decisions that would seem to be against what. Democrats claim to like today. You know, they like racial equality. They like, you know, you know, more leniency in the criminal justice system. 
They claim to like non-interventionists when it comes to foreign politics. And those are all votes that Biden had voted for during his time in office, which has spanned several decades now. A big part of the Democrat platform, you know, is the uh, women's liberation, you know, the rights of women. And Biden hasn't necessarily been 100% on board with that. Look at him now as he's dealing with his accuser, the lady who accused him of sexual harassment, and then how he handled himself with the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill trial. Now, for those who don't know, who was Anita Hill and what was her trial about? Anita Hill was somebody who accused Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment as he was being confirmed for the Supreme Court in 91. Okay, something similar to Kavanaugh. It mirrors it, 100%. Okay, and what exactly happened at that time? What exactly happened at that time is that, you know, there were about seven or so people who swung the vote to confirm him, and Biden was one of those people. And basically he attacked Anita Hill, and now he's going through this himself with his own accuser. But unshockingly to most people who know career politicians, he was totally on board with a... that lady Blasey Ford who accused Kavanaugh. And it's just, it's, it makes him to be such a huge hypocrite, such a mark for himself that I couldn't, I could never justify voting for him. I don't know how anybody else could. So that leads me to our next question here, which is Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. What, there, there is a lot of arguments that can be made for voting for Joe Biden, for voting, for not voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm, just yeah. leave, I'm just gonna leave it right there. I, I'm not gonna make the argument for voting for Trump. Um, <laughs> what do you feel like you're going to do come November? I don't know. I still have about five months to decide, so I'm not sure. I'm gonna just put myself out there for a second. I. Also, do not know Um, because I am so conflicted about this and I'm conflicted as a person who lives in a red state. So like my vote might not matter at the end of the day. So people think to themselves like, oh, you just have one vote. It doesn't matter. Everyone just has one vote. So, I mean, like, you know, get over that to to a certain extent here. The point is, is like, how are you going to feel about it at the end of the day? Especially if you're someone who cares enough about politics. And typically, if you listen to a podcast like this, you probably care about politics. So it matters who you're voting for. And I feel like I don't think I can stomach the idea of voting for Joe Biden, but I also can't stomach the idea of four more years of Trump. And I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I don't know what I would do. Because I what keep asking myself. What's the alternative to either of those two? I don't know. Because I feel, I, like, I feel like if enough people don't show up for Joe Biden, he has zero chance of defeating Trump. But I also am thinking to myself, do I really want a Joe Biden presidency? Nope. Is, is a Joe Biden presidency better than four more years of Trump? Man, now that is the million dollar question. It is. It really is. I don't have the answer to that question because unfortunately, I am still debating with myself in my head. I'm just like, Joe Biden for 2020 and beyond. Donald Trump for 2020 and beyond. I mean, they, I wish I wasn't in a position to where I might be have to entertain finding out. You know, I thought that 2016 was the was like the worst matchup we could possibly have. But you know, it was a bad one. It was a bad one. But I would take Hillary in a heartbeat over Joe Biden. I really would. You know, like if if Man, Joe Biden had showed up in 2016, that's a tough one for me too. 
it's still a tough decision. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not, but it's a less tough decision. Oh, man. I feel like that's one of those decisions, like the gun to the head, you just have to shoot me. Because I couldn't, I could not confidently bring myself to vote or like either one of them. I would just feel so goddamn dirty. You know, at the end of the day, like the way I look at it, you know, is that if Joe Biden had ran in 2016 and had failed and Hillary was the one running this time instead of Joe Biden, I would have no problem voting for Hillary this time. Not because she's not the most, one of the most corrupt people in the world, but it's because I would just want someone competent to be in there at this point. You know, like you're going to have corrupt either way. Can I just have competent corrupt? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. Damn, well, like, I'm sad that we're looking at it like this. I know, but at the end of the day, this time around, no matter who you vote for, you're going to get not competent and still corrupt. That's what you're getting in 2020. So just when you thought 2016 was bad, they went ahead and make Sharknado 2. And that's what's <laughs> really <laughs> happening right here. Oh, man, that's good. That is really good. That is 2020 in a nutshell. It's like oh, just man. when you thought, just when you thought Kobe dying and the you know and the Australia fires weren't bad enough, Bernie being like taken out for good, coronavirus destroying everything in its path. Just when you thought 2020 was done messing up our lives, they gave us Joe Biden versus Donald Trump just for the for the dessert finish. Oh, you man. know, and if that's dessert. You know, you, you got to think that we still got some bad stuff on the way, right? Oh, God, yeah. And what's going to happen I mean, you, next? you compared it to Sharknado, you know, they did like <laughs> six or seven of those. So, man. Oh, my God. You know, the one thing that does make me feel better, you know, I got to say, you know, like American politics may have a lot of things wrong with it. The one thing that we have right going on, in my personal belief, is that the president of the United States gets a maximum of two terms. You yeah, know, exactly. I, I truly believe that like that is a good thing. Because at the end of the day, Donald Trump can only be president for another four years. Exactly. You know, and that, that's that's a comforting thing as far as I'm concerned. But l- let's let's go back to Joe Biden here for a second. I watched this man fumble through debate after debate, after debate. I watched nine debates, okay? I watched nine debates thinking to myself that like, oh, maybe like the progressive like faction of the Democratic Party could finally stand up to these, to the mainstream Democrats. You know, I believed it, like, like you know, like a dummy. I, you know, <laughs> I didn't think that, well, I should have thought, but that's, that's irrelevant. The point is, is I watched Joe Biden in all of these debates and the only time that I ever thought that he did decent, I think, was in the December debate. And the only time I and the only reason I thought he did decent was because he didn't say anything stupid. If the bar is so low for you that you only have to not say stupid things, and that's against people who are purposely taking it easy on you, you're gonna lose. I mean, could you imagine? It's like somebody like playing like, you know, playing like like wiffle ball in their backyard with their family and friends. And they're purposely like throwing you underhanded pitches so that you can hit a home run. Right. And then they say, okay, kid, now go out and play with the, with the actual kids out of the playground. And then those kids like throw fastballs at your head. I mean, like Joe, when Joe Biden gets on the stage next to Donald Trump, he's going to look so bad. 
that it will literally be worth comedy. Like they won't need to make an SNL skit of that debate because that will be the SNL skit. Okay. <laughs> Just watching Trump decimate Biden. This is coming from a person who doesn't even like Trump. Okay, but it's just how could you not see it coming a mile away? I mean, what you just said was already a sick burn in the last episode where you said that, like, oh, well, you know, I would. What did Trump say about Biden again? Well, he was like, you know, I would go over his accomplishments and everything, but it'd be pointless because that man doesn't even remember what he did yesterday. And I was just like, damn. Oh, my God. Could you imagine three hours of that? I mean, can you imagine now? This is a regular year. A regular year in which we didn't have a, a, a pandemic locking down society and the election was still, you know, the hot issue. Man, he'd be killing him right now. Oh, my God. I cannot and Biden, believe I, I'm it. I'm just trying to think, what rebuttals would Biden have? None. Biden is a walking scarecrow. He could just be like, oh, well, Trump's a racist. He's a misogynist. Okay, well, so are you. Right, but could, but could Biden even say that sentence without stumbling? Probably not. Could he, could he get through the sentence without even forgetting what he was supposed to say? How effective is he, he going to be without a yeah, He'd probably turn out like, you're a, a, a race car driver and <laughs> a massage therapist. That's probably what he would say. It's like, my, 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 my friend over here, you know, he does the, you know, you know the thing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was, that's just one of the most awful Biden moments ever. I pray that that doesn't get out there for people to see. Oh, my God. But I feel like enough people have probably seen that already. Yeah, and the fact that Biden is Somebody just... who was a U.S. senator for 35-plus years didn't know the Declaration of Independence. It, it's there's a, it, no... There's, yeah, there's no excuse for it. At all. Now, you know what? Honestly, though, I think this might be a good place to like kind of like wrap up this episode. This is truly a referendum on the Democratic Party because... All of these, and you're going to see it now, and it's going to continue for the next, like, five months here. All of these morons in the Democratic Party are going to try their best to prop up Joe Biden. And it's going to completely decimate their credibility for the next decade. Because they're going to go out there, and they're going to go die on a bridge for this guy. They're going to go out there and say everything they can about how great he is, this, that, and the other. And they're going to prop him up. And he's going to spend as little time as possible in front of cameras, doing as little interviews as possible, doing as little press as possible, doing as little things on the road as possible. They're going to shelter him like crazy while they're going to have every Democrat imaginable talking on his behalf and saying how great he is. And then when he inevitably just looks terrible and just absolutely shits the bed come the fall everyone's going to have to answer for all of the defending they did of him. And it's just going to absolutely decimate the party. And the DNC deserves this because what the hell were they thinking when they decided to back him? Because they could have propped up any moron to try to take on Bernie. They could have, but they chose him, you know, like why couldn't they have chose, I mean, Amy Klobuchar or Pete Buttigieg, at least those two, can finish sentences. Hell, even Kristen Gilbrand. I mean, she she didn't make out the second debate, but you know, <laughs> Biden should have been in the first. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Remember when we first started watching these debates? When I started doing them last summer, we were just like, "Why is he here?" Because he contributed nothing, and every time he opened up his mouth, he looked stupid. His main points in every debate was, "I was there." 
That's all he ever said. I was there. Mm-hmm. It's just like whatever, like, whatever the conversation is there. Get things done. I, you know, I was there when this happened, and I was there when that happened, and I, I knew that person, and I shook his hand, and I can call him on the phone. <laughs> just like, well, how is that? How is that a good reason to vote for you? I know that yeah, guy. How does that help us out of debt in foreign wars? <laughs> oh my God! It is an absolute joke. Joe Biden is a joke. You know, the, the last thing I'm going to say on this subject before we end this episode is that, you know, the one compelling case that I've heard so far for not voting for Joe Biden is this. And I'm going to just share it with everyone. I get a lot of my news from uh, a YouTube series called Rising. It's uh, done by Crystal Ball and Sagar Njadi, I believe his last name is. I always know yep. his last name. Yep. And a couple of months ago, they were talking about what ex- this exact you know scenario what would you do if you had to vote between joe biden and donald trump and the one thing that they were always talking about was that the left always gets shit on in these situations because the left is uh, is taken advantage of and bullied and belittled and then if the democrats lose they always get blamed for it and if they win they get absolutely nothing as far as like you know the platform is concerned and on the other hand the Democrats go out of their way to kiss the asses of the moderates who are basically people who will vote Republican most of the time, but occasionally they'll vote Democrat. And so they'll go out of their way to get these moderates because they know that if they don't go out of their way to get them, that they will vote for the other person. And so instead of you know trying to adhere to people that you know always will vote Democrat, they're trying to adhere to people who will sometimes vote Republican. And they'll talk about how great those people are, but talk shit on people who will vote Democrat. So the point is, it's like, if you really want to have any power, you have to be willing to not vote for the Democrats. Because unless they feel like they need you, they're not going to do anything to, you know, to court your vote. And so while I haven't made a decision yet, it does seem like a pretty attractive idea to not vote for Joe Biden at all. Maybe I'll vote for other Democrats on the ballot and just not vote for Biden. Because at the end of the day, how is anything ever going to change if they feel like they can just expect our vote, even when they go out of their way to just like steal all of the, all the primaries from us? Exactly. So just take that for what you will. And I'm going to close the episode by saying that Joe Biden is a clown. Yep. An ass clown. Yep. All right, Chris, thank you once again for joining us. And to everyone else, we'll see you next time. Always a pleasure, D. Thank you. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. 
You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode, Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. I just wanted to wrap up this episode about Joe Biden by just giving... My final two cents about this guy. I'm sure that there'll be plenty of episodes in the future where we'll be debating even more and with some more facts, hopefully, about why or why not to vote for Joe Biden. And as of right now, as I was kind of alluding to in the previous segment, I am not anywhere close to wanting to vote for this man. In fact, the idea of even like it seeming like a good idea just really bothers me especially after everything that I've seen from him and what I know about his voting history and just seeing the state of how he's been acting throughout the primaries. It just, and what the Democratic Party itself did to Bernie, I just, I just have a really hard time stomaching the idea of having to vote for Joe Biden. You know, it just, it doesn't really sit right with me. At the same time, I understand everything that comes with Trump continuing to be president. But at the end of the day, I it, it does not make the situation any less conflicting for me. Because at the end of the day, what I really see here is that if the Democratic Party can just continuously get away with just absolutely abusing the electoral process in the primaries to continuously propping up candidates that they know are shit, but that they do that because they can keep actual candidates at bay so they can keep the status quo the way it is. I just, I don't see how change can ever really come about if we continuously just let them bully their way into pushing these terrible candidates onto us. It just, it seems like an endless cycle that they can justify by saying like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to let the Republicans win? And it just, it feels like if you just, at a certain point, when will that end? Donald Trump isn't the first president to be kind of a bad president, and he's not going to be the last. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if someone worse than Trump comes after Trump on the Republican side. This might only be the beginning of politics in this fashion. And so, I don't know, at a certain point, people are going to have to take a stand. I'm not trying to tell people how they should or should not vote, but... These are just my thoughts, and I'm sharing them all with you. 
All right, everyone, that is our show for today. I want to thank you all for checking out Indie Thought. Independent Thought is brought to you by your host, Desmond Price. You can follow us on Twitter at Independent Thought or at Indie, I-N-D-E, Thought. So, again, thank you all for coming and hanging out with me. For those of you who found me on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much, and I hope to see you all next time.